the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God has caused to meet in him all our sins. Friend, that's more dramatic than what the devil will go through in the lake of fire. It's more horrible than what all the hosts of evil experience in the lake of fire because Christ was in a lake of fire more difficult than that which will be at the end of the millennium as our substitute suffering for us. That's Pastor Michael Oxentenko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. Today's message with Pastor Michael Oxentenko is the continuation of the Mount of Olives and the Mercy Seat. Once again, the Mount of Olives and the Mercy Seat. We hope you enjoy it. Before we get started, we want you to know that we believe here at Reaching Your Heart that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, please call us at any time, day or night, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Here now is our pastor teacher, Michael Oxentenko. At the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God. Now, why would he do that? Why would he come to Jerusalem? This is the Passion Week. Here we are in the celebration of the triumphal entry. Why would he come from the east? Because prophecy was being fulfilled. O you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, Micah 5, who are little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth one for me who is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from everlasting, from days of eternity. That's how English translation reads, but the Hebrew doesn't read that way. It says from eternity, from days of eternity, but in the Hebrew it says from the east. He comes from the east to his holy hill. He comes from the dawn of time. He comes from the rising of the sun. So he must come over the Mount of Olives to Jerusalem to his people as king. And what's the response here? We find the crime that put him on the cross. It's here recorded. They begin to shout with a loud voice, Luke says, mighty works that they had seen. And verse 38 saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. The king was coming. The Mount of Olives was that place where he broke the view and he descended in the triumphal entry. Number seven, the Mount of Olives is the place of the oil press. Now that's what Gethsemane means in Aramaic, the oil press. That's where Jesus began to suffer for our sins. That's where the Holy Spirit, see oil symbolizes the Holy Spirit, was pressed out of him by the weight of the sins of the world. The atonement for the sins of the world, your sins, my sins, happened, began to happen in the Mount of Olives in the Garden of Gethsemane, Matthew twenty six thirty, and when they had sung a song, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Matthew twenty six thirty six. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane. As I said, it means the oil press. And here he's pressured; he feels it. 
And he said to the disciples, sit here while I go yonder and pray. You know, when you're under pressure, you've got to pray, right? When you're under pressure, and there's lots of pressure. I mean, you watch the news lately and you can see what's happening around you. We may have a nuclear event here. I always say that word wrong. You know what I mean? An atom bomb dropped somewhere. In Afghanistan, the mother of all normal bombs was dropped. One mile radius, blast radius. Amazing. And we have no idea what's going to happen in North South Korea. We are in end time events, friends. Can't you feel the pressure of it in your personal life? The pressure on your finances, the pressure in your relationships, and even the pressure in the church where we are often tempted to do what the world does instead of loving each other. Now, I want to say this. Last week, I had to be in another church and the Holy Spirit spoke to this congregation through the message that was given. Am I correct? That great exposition on 1 Corinthians 13, love. We must be people of love because we are not loving. And the world's going to get a lot worse. We must be better in the cause of God. So look what it says here. He said, sit here while I go yonder and pray. When there are problems in our lives, problems in the church, you know what Jesus does? He prays for us. He prays to his father as our great high priest that they'll get fixed and we'll be okay too. And taking with him Peter and two of the sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Where? On the Mount of Olives. The atonement for our sins. Jesus began to sweat, Luke says, great drops of blood. The Greek is thromboi, a thrombosis, blood clots, begin to come out of his skin. He was shedding his blood for the sins of the world right there on that sacred place, the Mount of Olives. Number eight. Place of the skull. The Mount of Olives was known by some of the early Christians, and we have strong evidence of this, as the place of the skull. It didn't look like a skull. It was called the place of the taxation, and that was a skull count in the time of the Roman Empire. So Golgotha was naturally associated with the Mount of Olives because it was a site for taxation. You counted skulls as you paid your taxes. But more profoundly among the Jews, it was remembered as the place of Adam's skull. It was told many years preceding the coming of Christ that when Shem had gone with Noah and his two brothers under the ark, that Noah had taken the bones of Adam with him and that he had divided these bones up for his children to take to the ends of the earth. And for Shem, to whom the birthright was given, the sacred opportunity was given to carry Adam's skull to its final resting place. And so many of the Jews, Jewish People believe that Shem is Melchizedek, or at least he's with Melchizedek, and that he buried that skull somewhere near the Temple Mount of Jerusalem. The early Christians associated it with the Mount of Olives. We have evidence for that. In Matthew 27, 33, And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of a skull, Mark 15, 22, And they brought him to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of a skull. And Luke 23, 33, and when they came to the place which is called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right and one on the left. They thought, rightly so, that Christ died at the place where Melchizedek Sham had delivered the skull of Adam. So thus the two Adams would meet. Thus the one who sinned and the one who did not sin. Thus the one who left God in a garden, the one who would find God and restore the universe to righteousness would also surrender his will in a garden. And so the Garden of Gethsemane becomes the antitype of the failed Garden of Eden where Christ meets at the Mount of Olives. John 19, 17, 19. So they took Jesus 
And he went out bearing his own cross. Notice what it says. To the place called the place of a skull, which is called in Hebrew Golgotha. See, all four Gospels make this point that this is a very important spot. And then they say this. They were crucified with him. Two others, one on either side, Jesus between them. You know, Christ was crucified between the poles of east and west and north and south. He was crucified in the middle of the human race where we gather with our need. There he died for us. Pilate also wrote a title and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. So at the triumphal entry, they had proclaimed him king. Pilate recognized the crime in Roman law. If you claim to be a king and Caesar is the king and you had not been invested with power, you must be crucified. Now, in the second temple period, the time when Jesus died, the law was clear. If you committed such a crime, you would be crucified near the place of your arrest or near the place where the crime was committed or both if they were together. And so that nailed it. Based on Roman law, Christ must be crucified on the Mount of Olives. So what happened there? Matthew 27, 46. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. And then it's translated, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And that's one of the most profound questions ever asked in the history of the human race. Because he becomes the God-forsaken God on Calvary's cross. He becomes the one who had always been with the Father, now forsaken by his Father. The break in the Trinity occurs at the cross. Two cries go out, my God, my God, my God, the Father, my God, the Holy Spirit. Why have you forsaken me? Why am I alone? All eternity I've not been alone. The oil of the Holy Spirit pressed out of his body, the life of God within him pushed out. The God he loved above, the God, the Father, faces veiled. Alone in the night of our sins, Christ was suffering on the cross of Calvary. Where the atonement began, it ends. He was experiencing the flow of sin from Adam to the end. The first skull of the first man who would die. The first man who would die as the first man who was created. Adam's skull, Christ's skull, has in it all the sins of the world, every human life marshalling through his. Here is fulfilled the words that Sophia so beautifully gave to us. God has caused to meet in him all our sins. Friend, that's more dramatic than what the devil will go through in the lake of fire. It's more horrible than what all the hosts of evil experience in the lake of fire because Christ was in a lake of fire more difficult than that which will be at the end of the millennium as our substitute suffering for us. You know, if God could forgive evil without a cross, he would have. But God cannot change his law. And so God himself is hanging on that cross in Christ. Matthew 27, 50, and Jesus cried again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs also were open. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, 
this was the Son of God. Now I want to focus on the fact that centurion, it says very in verse 54, we often read fast. When the centurion and those who are with him keeping watch over Jesus, it says they saw these things. Well, what do they see? They saw the veil of the temple ripped from top to bottom. They saw the tombs that were littered on the side of the Mount of Olives, broken open. Now, friend, let me tell you something. The Bible gives us these details so we can connect dots. The only spot where you can see the veil of the temple at that time was the summit of the Mount of Olives. And it is required to be there to see it happen. The centurions saw it. They saw it. And it was evidence that God was at work that day on that mountain to the east. And the great earthquake prefiguring the end of the world. Now we have another evidence here which is powerful in Hebrews 13 verse 10. We have an altar, Paul says, from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by the high priest as a sacrifice for sin are burned where? What does it say? Outside the camp. Now we know exactly where that spot was. There was an altar right there on the summit of the Mount of Olives at the time when Jesus was crucified. And the writer of Hebrews is saying, that's our altar. Verse 12, so Jesus also suffered where? Outside the gate, you go right out the eastern gate, up that ramp, which is right over that profane area, and you go right up the ramp to the Son of the Mount of Olives. There's an altar there. That's where they sacrificed the heavy-hitting sacrifices at the time of Christ. Verse 12, so Jesus also suffered outside the gate in order to sanctify the people through his own blood. Verse 13, therefore let us go forth to him outside the camp and bear the abuse he endured. That became a symbol of leaving the old temple and going to the new temple. Somehow that eastern mountain is associated with the new temple, the new beginning for the human race. So what's happening here? When Christ was crucified, he begins to mimic the movements of God who leaves his sanctuary in the Old Testament. He comes through the eastern gate. He goes right across that ramp right up to the Mount of Olives and right next to that sacrificial altar that Hebrews talks about. There, the Son of God's cross is lifted high as the sacrifice for the sins of the world. God could have found no better way to draw attention to the sacrifice of His Son. So Hebrews says, we have an altar. It's outside. That's where they took Jesus. Number nine, the place of Jesus' last departure and ascension. You know, Christ was resurrected from the garden tomb. We know in Acts chapter 1 that Christ took his disciples to the Mount of Olives and there he rose. Look at verse 12. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. He had ascended from the Mount of Olives. Now, number 10, I want you to focus in on this last point this morning with me. The Mount of Olives is the place for the mercy seat for all time. How do we know this? Turn to John 20, verse 11. The garden tomb was there on the Mount of Olives. And we find this picture here recorded of resurrection morning. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. She was curious, verse 12, and she saw two angels in white sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. Now the Greek uses the preposition pros, one towards the head, 
one towards the feet. It is the picture of something sacred. She looks in, and this becomes a sign that the mercy seat, that they have driven the presence of God out of the sanctuary because of their abominations. He's come to the eastern mountain. And so where is the Ark of the Covenant to be found? It's not there. It's not in the old temple. Where is it? It's in the tomb. Two angels. The mercy seat becomes the place where they have laid the body of Jesus. More with Pastor Michael Oxentenko in just a moment. Studying the Bible is vital to our lives, and we would like to help you in that process by providing you free Bible study guides. These full-color Bible study guides are available for you right now if you dial this telephone number, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. We would love for you to call and get your copy of these free Bible study guides at any time. That's 888-244-4673. Now more with Pastor Michael Oxentenko. And in the spirit, he carried me away to what? A great high mountain. Now, what's the highest mountain on earth? Is it really Mount Everest? It isn't, is it? Mount Everest is the highest if you want to get a yardstick out. But what's the highest mountain on earth because of its importance? It's Mount Calvary, isn't it? It's the spot where Jesus died. It's the spot where heaven and earth meet. It's the spot where Christ, who is the latter, according to John, there is ascending and descending. Christ ascended from the Mount of Olives. He is the latter. He will descend, we will learn, on the Mount of Olives at the end of the millennium. And so this great and high mountain, he's looking up and he's seeing the holy city coming down from God out of heaven. Now turn to the book of Zechariah, Zechariah 14.3. Here is where we've got to compare scripture. This event is declared and described in Zechariah 14. How does he descend? Verse 3, then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations as when he fights on a day of battle. Now we know at the end of the millennium, the wicked will be raised in Revelation chapter 20, they'll be raised, they'll come up and they'll surround the holy city and they'll attack it. They'll attack it. Now, where is the holy city? Is it where the old Jerusalem was or does it move to the east? Now, look at this. On that day, verse 4, his feet shall stand on the Mount of Olives. Christ will come at the end of the millennium with his holy city. And before the holy city touches down, he will touch. He will come as he ascended, he so returns. And as he comes, his feet touches the Mount of Olives. Now, why that spot? Why is it such a sweet spot, such an important spot? Because the holy city, we will see, descends from the perspective of that mountain. It comes down. It becomes the center of the universe, the place where his feet touch. Now, look what happens in the text. The Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west by a very wide valley so that one half of the mount shall withdraw northward and the other half southward. And he pulverizes that mountain. Revelation 3.21. Now, this promise has been given to the Laodicean church. That's the last church era. It represents Advent Christians who've been given all the great opportunities to know God, but who become lukewarm in their experience. It's for us. Look what he says in verse 21. He who conquers, Christ says, I will grant him to sit with me on my throne as I myself conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has near, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. You know, in the center of that new Jerusalem, 
which the book of Revelation describes as a perfect cube. The most holy place was a perfect cube. The Ark of the Covenant was there in the most holy place. The Ark of the Covenant is God's throne. So at the center is God's throne. You see, his feet touch the spot where the authority of God will be centered in the universe. The exact spot where Jesus died and Jesus ascended will become the center of a universe without sin. The sweet spot in the universe. His feet will touch the very spot they drove the nails into his feet. His feet will split the mountain open where he was pierced and opened up by a Roman spear. The place where he lost his father in the awful darkness of the cross and the night of the atonement for our sins, he will turn aside and will be flattened so the light of the sun will shine from the east. And there at the mercy seat, we will find our way to the place of his father's throne. The lamb in the midst of the throne will lead them to springs of water. And there we will sit with him because that's the promise. We're overcomers will sit with him where he died and where he learned the lessons of the mercy seat for all time, where he was broken from his father in the darkness of the place that would become the throne of God in time. And there the spirit of God will flow like a river from the center of everything. You see when that Roman spear pierced Jesus side right there, It was a prophecy and a picture of the river of life flowing from God's throne at the end of the millennium right there. The Spirit of God will flow in a river of life forevermore from the mercy seat. Jesus is very clear. He'll lead us to springs of living water in the midst of the throne. Friend, I want to sit on that throne with Jesus. Do you not? I want to sit next to him and I want to hear from God the Father And God the Son, what it was like to go through that, to save me, to save our church, and to save us as individuals and our children. We're living at the end of time. We don't have time to fool around. We don't have time for silly stuff in the church, which would divide us. There is a world dying for grace, and God has called us to share it with others. Friend, this is not a cold theory. When Christ is close to the heart, the heart is alive with God in it. We need the mercy seat in our life today, the love of God. Revelation 22.1, I end with this precious picture, now full of meaning. Then he showed me the river, the water of life, brightest crystal flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb. That's on the Mount of Olives. Through the middle of the street of the city, Also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. You know, when I think of that tree that heals us, it's the cross of Calvary, is it not? And where the cross of Calvary was lifted high at the summit of the hill of the skull, where Christ was driven from a sanctuary, and there he would ascend and leave that house desolate. Jerusalem has no future on Mount Moriah anymore. The new Jerusalem will be on the Mount of Olives. The throne of God will be planted where the cross was lifted high. And there we will gather to worship for all eternity. It says the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Lord, I ask that we would wrap ourselves around that cross. That daily we come to its foot. And there we put self aside and kneel and pray 
and be born again anew. Lord, we're not good people here. We're sinners. And Lord, we want to be a place where sinners can come and be healed. So heal us here. Take away anything that forces the river not to flow. And Lord, may you grant life to a surrendered, repentant people. And may we, Lord, live for Jesus and not just say so. And be obedient to the Bible. Why? Not because we're trying to earn our way. Because that cross shouts volumes that there's a mercy seat and we need mercy. Bless your people today. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening today. That will conclude the Mount of Olives and the Mercy Seat. Again, the Mount of Olives and the Mercy Seat. If you'd like to listen to it again, you can find it online at reachingyourheart.com. We hear every day about disasters, troubles, problems, difficulties ahead. We have a small 64-page volume entitled Soul Care that is just filled with practical information on how you can grow as a Christian and even thrive in the tough times ahead. Again, the name of the book is Soul Care, and it's yours right now just for calling. 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. You can call that number right now or at any time to receive your free book entitled Soul Care. Call now. Once again, that telephone number is 888-244-4673, 888-244-HOPE. If you've been inspired by this message and want to partner with us, To further spread these messages and keep us broadcasting on the air, then we welcome your partnership. And you can give a donation of any amount. We thank you for your support. If you're in the Washington, D.C. area or passing through, we'd love to welcome you to our church family. Stop by Reaching Hearts International and join us for a worship service every Saturday at 11 o'clock or Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. The address for the church is 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. If you're wondering how to get a copy of today's broadcast, you can go to reachingyourheart.com and download a copy or listen right there in on-demand audio format. Again, the address for the website is reachingyourheart.com. Thanks for listening today. We hope you'll join us again next time for another Reaching Your Heart. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.